welcome back to the Bucket List Bitch Podcast. I am your host, Sam Martelewski, and this is episode six, where we're going to be talking all about bucket list adventures that you can do in Chicago. Before we get into the episode, I just wanted to say, welcome back. I am back. I took a week off from the podcast, a scheduled break, because my trip ended on the 2nd, and I normally film on Fridays, and I would have had to wait till now anyways so the adventure didn't happen until after friday because my birthday was on a saturday so hello yes i am back i have been pretty busy with work so i've just been gearing up for spring i am also now 30 years old and this episode will be all about my birthday weekend in chicago Uh, that has to do with bucket list items, but also past bucket list items that I've accomplished in Chicago and my recommendations. So I live in Wisconsin, so Chicago isn't super far away. I've lived in Wisconsin since I was 10 years old, so it's not a new thing to me that Chicago is nearby. I've been to Chicago several times, and because I don't live in the area and I live about a little less than three hours away, I pretty much act like a tourist every time I go to Chicago, pretty much. So I've done a lot of the touristy things in Chicago. So a lot of that you will probably recognize as well as a couple things that maybe you didn't as well as things I did not end up checking off on my bucket list in this trip. So there's a story time with that. This will be a little bit just kind of free flow, just talking kind of episode, just getting back into it. And of course I'll have like bucket list items that I've done in the past, but a lot of it's just gonna do with turning 30, all of that jazz, as well as the weird turns that my birthday weekend turned into. And uh, what's next for this podcast? What's next in the next episodes? What the hell I'm doing with my life? I don't know. So let's get into uh, this episode. So I turned 30 years old on April 1st. Yes, my birthday is April Fool's Day. My mother told me that she tried and tried all her might to have me come out of the womb on March 31st. I was born at 1.09 in the morning on April Fool's Day. So I really fooled my mom there. That was my first prank for her in life and I continue to just be a hot mess for her the rest of her and my life. I was actually supposed to be born later. I came into the world earlier than I was planned. I was like five pounds. I was pretty small. I have just come into this world with a lot of a lot of stuff, a lot of personality and I was just meant to be an Aries apparently. I turned 30 last Saturday. I haven't had it sink in too much. The birthday itself and what happened was distracting enough for me to kind of sort of somewhat forget every once in a while that I'm 30, but it's not as like of a revelation as I thought it would be. When I turned like 18 or 21, because I'm a lot younger and those I hadn't hit full like humongous milestones or even like 16, I was living in that moment. You know, those are big moments for, you know, the youth. But once you turn like past like 25 if even just 21 it's not as like the same and a lot of older people listening to this are probably like duh hello but as somebody who hasn't hit that quite yet until now it's really strange it's a strange feeling I've always been somebody who celebrates birthdays now I wouldn't say I'm someone who goes all out on my birthday but I still like to let it be a day of adventure and day of fun and of course getting gifts because I just that's just who I am, okay? But I never really realized that 30 isn't really too much. I mean, like, when I think of turning 30, I think, of course, 13 going on 30, but I also think of friends. 
there was an episode where Rachel was the last of the friend group to turn 30 years old. And she kind of had like a quarter life crisis of what is now next for my life. I'm not married. I don't have kids. I don't really know what I'm doing. And I'm 30. And of course, seeing this when I was a bit younger, and I also didn't know what I want to do with my life, the thought of 30, of course, sounded scary. But as I'm now sitting here and I am married before 30 and I don't want kids and I do have a career. I didn't see it too significant. Now, one thing I do regret is I didn't go even more out for my 30th birthday. I would have preferred if it was the way money works that I would have gone back to Las Vegas because, and I might have mentioned this in the at that episode, it just seems like a good birthday place. So when Steven, my husband, turns 30 next year, he said we can do redo your 30th birthday on that year but it's not the same you know what I mean so I I just wish now that the 30th birthday has passed that I had done a little more it it didn't I don't know it seemed like one of those things where like you don't know until afterwards you're like oh yeah I don't know I could have redone that I feel that with like a lot of things so I don't know can you relate listener I don't know maybe but turning 30 is still pretty monumental a lot of people don't make it to 30 it's true. And I just, I can't believe that I'm 3-0. Like, I don't feel that at all. And I feel like everybody says this, but I really don't. I still, like, am in that mindset that I'm not an adult. When, like, I'm in a room with people, I'm, I feel like I'm the most, not necessarily immature, but I feel, I feel just feel so young. And I, I know I'm married and I pay taxes and shit, but it's like, <laughs> I have that spirit still. And I really hope that, like, Many of us continue that spirit of youthfulness that even though you're turning 30 and plus and more and more, that your spirit is still young because that's really important. I'm a very nostalgic person as well. I was literally re-watching re- Glee, if you know me in real life. You're like, bitch, you've been talking about Glee. I was a huge, huge Gleek. And I probably mentioned this in the beginning of the ep- of this uh, whole thing, this whole podcast. So I apologize if I'm repeating myself. But I really want to let it be known. I was a huge Glee fan. I really think Glee shaped my brain. It. Everybody has one of the usually has one of those things that like really form them to be who they are. And I really think Glee was there in my formative years of like... I was a teenager when I started watching this. I was like, what, when when would that come out? 2009? So yeah, I was like, you know, 15, 16 when this came out. And then it ended um, as I was, you know, already 18. I was going through life of not knowing what the hell I'm doing with my life. And then I went back to college and I realized like my bisexuality at the time. And I was just figuring out who I was. And it was a lot, a lot going on. And... It was really formative years for me. It really, still to this day, I feel that nostalgic feeling. And I feel like anytime I get to the end of Glee or certain episodes, it still hits me hard as if I'm still that person in that moment watching it for the first time. It still impacts me. And I don't know if I just sound really dorky with that because it's glee of all things, but the memory and the feeling when I'm rewatching, like I just rewatched the series finale of Glee. And at the time when I watched Glee, it was 2015, like the end of Glee. I wasn't a huge fan anymore because it was a couple years after Corey Monteith died and the show really shifted on how it was supposed to be. Even the creator of Glee said they weren't even sure that they should have even continued after he had unexpectedly passed. That really affected me as well when that happened. 
I, I don't know. It just did. It just, it's one of those things, like I said, it shaped my brain. And watching the finale, it just, I knew it was going to hurt. And I do this with a lot of my shows that I rewatch. Friends is one of those as well. And I also think Will and Grace before they decided to re boot Will and Grace and pretended the last season didn't exist, which is bullshit. That is not canon in my life. But, and even like The Office or Parks and Rec, stuff like that where it's wholesome and everyone's coming together and saying one last goodbye, it feels like you're losing that part of you. And I totally understand when like big shows go off the air, like, cause I've experienced it. So that's how it, it felt, you know, turning 30 was like, it just felt a wave of nostalgia go through me. I wasn't necessarily sad because I was 30. I wasn't having a Rachel Green moment of, I'm 30, what do I do? Or Joey, like, why God, why? You know, like, it wasn't like that. It's just, it's still weird. And a lot of people, after you have a birthday, you kind of like forget your new age. So it's just going to take time, I think. But I just want to say that if you're not 30 yet, it's really not that big of a deal. I'm just really nostalgic and emotional. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know. But I didn't cry because I turned 30. Let's get into my weekend. So we went to Chicago on uh, the 31st. So on Friday, my normal day of recording. And we took the train. We usually take it from like Milwaukee area to Chicago. Now it kind of seems a bit roundabout because you're going all the way up from Madison to Milwaukee. And it seems like, why are you doing that? But I hate driving to Chicago. Those Illinois drivers, I can't keep up with them. Okay. Like it's just not my speed. And also it takes like two and a half hours from the Madison area to Chicago and let alone going to downtown Chicago, which is where we were. I wasn't all about it. Not to mention parking because we were staying overnight for two nights. So I wasn't going to deal with that. So we normally take the Amtrak into Union Station downtown Chicago and we walked to our hotel, which was its own journey. But for some reason that whole weekend, I felt like walking. I walked like five miles. Who am I? I don't walk. Okay. Like it's not my style. If I can take an Uber, I'm going to do it. But apparently I felt fine enough to most of the journey we just walked. So that was pretty good. The hotel was great. It was nice. It was fancy, but not too fancy. Uh, we stayed at the Godfrey Hotel. It is somewhat close to Michigan Avenue. I would say it's like a six to 10 minute walk to like that area of Michigan Avenue. On the 31st, the biggest thing we did was we went to the 360 Chicago building. I do believe it's formally or also known as the John Hancock building, which is on Michigan Avenue. And we did the 360 tilt. So it's essentially like you just hold onto these bars, you're standing up against a window and it like moves down and it looks like you're going down. It really wasn't that big of a deal. I am afraid of heights and that even didn't really do a lot for me, but it was so cool to say I did it. Like it wasn't anything crazy. It was actually also like not busy at all there. We even got there early. I was really surprised. I know it was like a Friday versus like a Saturday and it was like Friday afternoon. But even then I thought for sure it was gonna be crazy, but it wasn't. And it was really simple. And a lot of what the building reminded me of, cause it's like you can walk through three, like 360. <laughs> 360 through the entire thing it's not round but it's it's square but it felt very much like the space needle because you can actually just go all the way through that as well i think i think they have a bar that you're more limited to but this one they did have a bar but you could walk through so that was cool but it wasn't really anything to write home about per se there was some history about chicago throughout it they take photos of you they're wildly expensive but we did it for you know the gram or whatever so that was fun i don't know if i do the 360 building but i think it's cool to try it out once it, it, it was rainy and really cloudy that day but there was still decent views of like Lake Michigan and the Navy Pier and 
all the neighborhoods and boroughs and whatnot. So that was still pretty cool. I would definitely say I don't regret it, but I don't know if I'd do it again, but it was still fun. And in that area of the 360 building is a whole bunch of shopping. There's like this mall and I don't know the name of it. We eventually went to that, but that was like the next day. We went and randomly decided to go to Benihana. I'm an Office fan. This is what I named my, you know, my podcast after was a reference to The Office. And I saw this Benihana and I said, this is my opportunity because when I went to Mall of America a few years ago, we just didn't have time. There was a Benihana and I wanted to go. We just had no time. And I thought, this is my redemption arc. <laughs> and I went to Benihana. I've been to Hibachi maybe two or three times before in my life. So it wasn't crazy, but this is Benihana, okay? I was picturing living my... Michael Scott, Andy Bernard fantasy here, you know, a Benihana Christmas. Like I, I was living and the guy, the little, the chef guide, he was like really trying to freak me out with the spatula and he did the little like onion volcano and then they sang for our birthdays and it was just, it was good food. It was fun. I love some good entertainment while I eat, while I snack. So yeah, that was fun. And, uh, we kept it pretty simple that day. I, it was a shorter day because, you know, we had, we traveled that day. But And then my birthday happened. <laughs> so, fun fact, Stephen and I's birthdays are one day apart. I'm one year older, but our birthdays are April 1st and April 2nd. So, we always celebrate our birthdays in the same weekend or whatever. Same two days, you know, two days apart. And we didn't know what to do with, like, gifts. So, I waited to give my gifts to him um, when we got back from the trip, which was the day of his birthday. We just got home later. But he decided to give me one of his gifts uh, earlier on on the 31st. And then the non-physical gift, like the gift that he could show me on his phone or digital gift, whatever, would be given to me on my birthday, the first. I don't want to go super into it. If you know, you know. But I'm very, I'm, I shouldn't say very, I'm pretty picky when it comes to gifts. I also am a dreamer. I am someone who overthinks. I am someone who at Christmas time wants to guess every single Christmas present before she gets it. And a lot of the time, no matter who gives the gift, that could lead to disappointment because you have high expectation and sometimes could be low reward. So that was kind of a bummer that I do that. And my gift from Steven, even though I thought it was one thing, it was not at all what I thought it was. And it was something that was a lot more expensive than I thought it would be. And that it could have been cheaper. So that wasn't my favorite situation. And I got just overwhelmed because I really wanted this one gift. The gift I wanted was a cameo. It was just a celebrity like video that like you can pay celebrities to like give you shout outs for like birthdays or anniversaries or just whatever, congratulations, stuff like that. I really wanted one from Hide from the office, you know, number one heart surgeon in Japan, you know, steady hand, number one, the best. He's like season seven, six or seven from The Office. I think it was seven. I want to say it was seven. Doesn't matter. I really wanted that cameo. And I don't know how I even came across this idea. Like I knew of cameo and I never really had a lot of interest because a lot of the celebrities I like, probably not on there. I like a lot of mainstream stuff. But Hide was on there. And I said to myself, I need a happy birthday from Hide. He's so sweet and adorable. Who doesn't want a cameo from an adorable, sweet, hilarious Japanese man? I do. And I constantly hinted at it to Stephen. I was telling everybody at work, this is what I'm going to get for my birthday. I have a feeling. Stephen was hinting it was a digital, you know, it wasn't a physical item to give me. So of course, what else could it be? And instead I got tickets to a musical. 
which is still awesome. Like, I am not shitting on the gift itself. It's the fact that he waited a long time and the tickets that I planned to buy for this same musical <laughs> were like, triple less than what they were when he bought them. And it wasn't what I asked for for my birthday. It wasn't even close. So it really caught me off guard. So like I said, it wasn't the gift and I it felt really bad immediately that I felt ungrateful, but it came from a place, and this is turning into a relationship podcast. It came from a place of, this is the one thing I wanted and I thought you wrote it down and you heard me out and this is what I wanted and it wasn't. And I had to really simmer on it because I'm a, I get frustrated and I cry or I get really upset and I cry. It's not, I'm never a happy crier. So I just was overwhelmed and I knew the plans for my birthday as well that day weren't as like amazing once I really thought about it. So I just felt like this is kind of a lame birthday. You know, that's where my, my mind was going. It wasn't exactly how I planned and I'm a planner, especially for our trips. So I just really was disappointed in being caught off guard as well as disappointed in myself that like I was reacting this way as well as not end up doing the best things I could be doing on my birthday. I focus a lot on trying new things, but on my birthday, I just need to like do the things I love. So that's my advice to anyone who's gonna be like celebrating a birthday coming up. Go do the things you love, unlike myself who just goes and tries new things and I may not even like it. And I don't know what I'm thinking. So my plan for this weekend was to go to do this thing I saw on TikTok uh, down in, in Chicago called Freestyle Ceramics and you can make your own rugs through rug tufting machine as well as pottery which is really cool I've been to color me mine I totally get it love it I would have loved it but I wasn't feeling it for my birthday and it was also pretty expensive for two people to do the rug tufting and pottery as well so yeah I just end up canceling it I didn't really know what I wanted to do for my birthday we ended up going of course to the Starbucks roastery reserve which that's also on one of my bucket list items so let's get into the bucket list item real quick is that the Starbucks roastery reserve I feel like is something you should see if you're in Chicago so it's essentially the largest Starbucks in the world it has five floors and it's not the first of its kind. Um, Starbucks has six of these around the world. Three are in the United States and three are uh, in different countries or continents. So the first three, uh, well, the three in America are, of course, Chicago, which is the biggest. And I do believe it's the most recent. And then you have New York and Seattle. And I do believe Seattle was the original because that is where Starbucks was originated in. And me and Steven have been to all three. And Chicago was actually the first one we had been to a couple years ago. But we went after like, we were in Chicago for work. We both worked at the same company at the time and they had a Chicago office. So we decided to go there and then we went afterwards and we just had all our stuff with us. And it was like at later in the day, like, you know, 3 p.m. Everybody's getting out of work. It was really busy. We had all our stuff. It was hot. We walked there. We got lost with an Uber. It took us to the wrong place. We didn't know what we were doing. It was not a good experience. If I'm like not in 100% a good mood and good feeling about it, I'm going to be a bitch. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to have a good time so we wanted to redo we've done all like you can get like a coffee flight at each one to try the like sampling of the coffee I'm not even a big coffee drinker but I feel like it was just a tradition so we wanted to do that again 
And I was already in a bad mood after the birthday thing, but the birthday present thing. So I was just like not having it. Eventually it picked up and we had a good time and it was busy as hell. But like being able to finally like sit down and do like the coffee flight and do what we came for, it felt, oh, it felt a lot better. And of course, then I got food as well. And since we were in the area on Michigan Avenue, we decided to go to that mall that was right by, like I said, the 360 Chicago building. So we kind of stayed in that area for most of our trip, I would say. And we went to this random mall and they had this really cool place called Tiamo or Tiamo like a pun and they had mochi donuts really good and then they had like these really cool like beverages that like were through a machine and they had boba as well I don't know why I didn't get boba because boba like milk tea plain milk tea boba is like one of my favorites so I don't know what I was thinking but I got a smoothie and it was really good and refreshing especially for being in the moment so we just had fun we just relaxed we're just hanging out and then before our big our big like finale to the night was we were going to go to a restaurant and then a speakeasy spoiler alert we did not go to the speakeasy we did go to the restaurant however but in but I knew I wasn't feeling it and after that thing in the morning, I was just like, ah, I don't know if I feel like doing that. I'm, I'm not a big alcohol drinker to begin with. Uh, and if I do, it's got to be like cheap enough to like get, you know, twisted. Otherwise, I'm just not feeling it. So I don't know. I just I, I knew that like, yes, it'd be cool. But I just it, the feeling wasn't right for me. I wasn't motivated enough to do it. So that's the thing I would like to have done on my bucket list. And I will someday because I know there is some in Milwaukee. So close enough. We'll get there someday. I was just really nervous as well. Like if I don't know a passcode or where to find it, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I get overwhelmed if I don't know the whole plan. Kind of like when you go to a restaurant and you want to like see the menu before you get there kind of thing. It's too anonymous and mysterious sometimes for me to be like gather the courage to do it. Sometimes I can, others, other times I cannot. So we didn't end up doing that. Uh, in between before going to dinner, we were just relaxing. I dressed up as 13 going on 30. I bought a dress from Amazon to look exactly like the one Jenna Rink had in 13 going on 30. We went to like a, it's called It's Sugar, which is like a candy store with like candy you can't always find in this, you know, regular stores anymore. I found some razzles, perfect for the outfit. I had my butterfly necklace and I had my hair up like Jenna did in the movie. So I uh, blew up some like three and zero balloons, took photos with it. We'll post them on my Instagram. They're on my personal Instagram uh, at bucketless sloth. So go check those out if you're not following me on there. But I wanted to do that because 30, like I said, is still a big deal. And I wanted to have my moment. <laughs> and then we went to Eddie V's Prime Seafood. Another hilarious story about Steven and I is we really go into these weird niche cheesy things we're really into going to darden restaurants you know the company that owns olive garden like a parent company well they own a bunch of other chains they're not related to each other except for the fact that they're owned by a parent company and we've been to every single one except for one now and one of them was Eddie V's. We went to another one for our um, Valentine's Day, which was the Capitol Grill. And they really only have them in Chicago or maybe Milwaukee. We've actually been to some in like Kenosha area. I, we went to one in Florida. But like Olive Garden and Longhorn, they have around here. But a lot of them, they don't. So it's always a fun experience to say that we did it. So that was hilarious when we went there. The dinner was great. It was really fancy. It was like one of the best restaurants from Darden that we had been to. We loved the whole experience. They knew that we... 
we told him it was our birthdays, like his was tomorrow and mine was today. And uh, we had a really, really fun uh, experience. They gave us like a free dessert. The waiter was awesome. And then Steven surprised me and said, after my little sad moments in the beginning of the morning, he was able to get Hide's cameo at the same day. So that was still a surprise because it's like, I thought that was done. I thought this was my birthday. This was it. And while it was still redeemable, I did not expect that to happen. So I feel like that made it even better because I didn't even know. Like he caught me off guard with that. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't expect that at all. Like in the beginning of the day, I thought this is it and it wasn't. So now I got two gifts and I definitely didn't need two gifts, but that was still really awesome. Like it really was cool. So good on you, Steven. Good on you. Thank you. And the video is adorable and hilarious. It's like five minutes. It was heartfelt and adorable and he is the best. Okay. Number one for real. And for him to say my name knows I exist. Oh my gosh. How cool. So that was my birthday. We left the next day. We had celebrated Stephen's birthday, uh, you know, in between traveling. He doesn't really care about his birthday as much. And we usually do the birthday stuff on his birthday. So I wanted to have the day for me. Okay, I'm turning 30. Next year, we'll go all out for his. So yeah, that was my my weekend. It was it was interesting. Let's get into bucket list items real quick because I feel like the episode is about Chicago, but it had I think it had a lot to do with my birthday because that was it's a big ordeal. So sorry that the format's a little different in this episode, but Chicago bucket list items. Number one, of course, is the bean or whatever they call it. What do they even call it? The cloud cloud gate cloud the cloud. I don't know. Go see it. Why not? I would also recommend that you go to the Shed Aquarium or the Adler Planetarium. I would also say the Navy Pier. They have their big Ferris wheel there. That's really cool. They have actually like a mall within like on the pier. And that's where Steven and I tried deep dish pizza for the first time a few years ago. So like I said, I've been there multiple times. I would also, like I said, check out a speakeasy because it has like a lot of old and new Chicago. There are a couple other things that I haven't done personally, like the Willis or Sears Tower. I haven't done that yet or like an architectural tour on the Chicago River or like going at St. Patrick's Day when they dye it green. I feel like that's like typical fun Chicago. Go on a pizza or donut tour would be cool. I'm making, I'm just trying to remember things that I can remember that I see a lot in Chicago. There's a lot of things that like you're not going to get like a smaller city that's in that area. So I don't know if you see like a story you don't normally see you might as well check it out if you're not going to see it again. I would say there's like a lot of fun parks and of course in the summer there's always a lot of cool things to do. I know in um, at the Willis or Sears Tower whatever you know it as is they have the Sky Deck Chicago where it's like you can step out into this glass part I think that'd be cool to see, but it kind of gives me the same vibe as 360 Chicago. So cool. Um, I know they have a couple park or sorry, a couple zoos and parks, but a couple zoos in that area. Um, Some are free, some are not. I went to the Brookfield one, which I don't think is super close to Chicago. It's like the outskirts. Not a huge fan. I don't really like zoos that like you have to pay for because like, I don't know, you know, the feeling of zoos are to this day still a little strange. They also have a lot of museums. I think I've been to one back like in school, but I haven't really, I'm not, I'm not a museum girl. Like I'm, I'm not on, on museum TikTok, you know, like it's not, it's not my thing. I, I you know I might've gone to the museum of science and industry. I, I feel like I went to one like in like high school, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, there are lots of things to do in Chicago. I, I would say that I would also really like to do like classes in Chicago. I mean, like the rug tufting would have been really cool. Like unique things that like you don't expect. They also have like a cat, cat cafe, but it's like an arcade 
That'd be really cool. They have a lot of cool food experiences. There's like this glass blowing class I want to take someday that's in Chicago. But I've done a lot of the touristy things already that are kind of, you know, downtown Chicago or like Michigan Avenue, like in the big areas, the Chicago Loop I've been to. I've seen the skyline. I don't think I've ever been to Buckingham Fountain, but like I feel like I've walked past it when I didn't have like water in it. I would think that's cool. But is that worth going to its own trip? Eh, probably not. But it's still fun. Chicago has lots of things to offer. It's a cool place. It's unique. It's and it still has this like feeling of like comforting. It's not as like as overwhelming as New York. It still has a lot of characters and whatnot, but it also just has a lot of fun things, has a lot of cool restaurants. Oh, Chinatown's also, I've been there a few times. Amazing, I love Chinatown. They have a K-pop store. They probably even have more now that K-pop is more mainstream in the United States after BTS. I went to Chinatown a couple times. I think I've been to Chinatown like what, three times? Because I've been to three K-pop concerts in Rosemont area and it's really fun. I love always getting boba tea there and awesome, delicious like ice cream or um, like desserts. Amazing. So I would definitely check out Chinatown if you can't, but just be warned. It's really hard to find parking around there as is with like any downtown area, but like this isn't the heart of downtown. Like it's its own neighborhood. You know what I mean? So it's harder to find parking because a lot of it is like street parking or like random parking lots. So just letting you know, it doesn't have like always like a garage as a lot of downtown places will. So, but I still think it's worth it. I should have gone to Chinatown. What was I thinking? I don't know. But yeah, that is my bucket list adventures in Chicago. I'm sorry I went a little rambly, but it was just a lot of things going on. And what would you do in Chicago? Have you been to Chicago? I'm sure a lot of us listening have, but maybe you haven't. So yeah, that's episode six. Thanks so much for listening. As for next week's episode, I'm going to be talking about bucket list failures. I'm having my, you know, sad girl era. I'm just kidding. I'm not sad girl era, but like it's been a weird transition from like going to do all these adventures and then going back to work and then work is like really busy. (laughs) So I've just been in a strange mood the last week. I've I've just been hanging out. I'm really trying to find like fun weekend adventures. And next month, Steve and I are going on a kayak tour. I've never been on a kayak and it's at Cave Point. Uh, in the area where we got married in Door County. So that's going to be cool to like kayak through caves. It's a cave tour kind of. So that's going to be super cool. But like that's in May. I need something to do now that it's April. Give me the springtime fantasy. I really want to like check out some stuff in Milwaukee. Maybe go through some of my old haunts in Madison. The problem with always wanting to go on like weekend adventures is when you live in a city that does have a lot but not like endless things you kind of run out of things to do and I'm just kind of in that moment right now like you can you know go to the movies and go bowling which we do and stuff but I want to like you know go outside like I would love to have like a picnic again that'd be fun I would like to try of course kayaking but like canoeing again maybe go to the zoo I don't know I don't know what the weekends are holding for me and in the upcoming weeks in between working, hosting events, and also volunteering. And I'm also gonna be touring the Milwaukee, the W Milwaukee campus soon, because I keep forgetting I'm going to school there in the fall, which is like technically like, not even fall, it's like August. Like that's scary. I keep forgetting. Is that like just me kind of thing where you like apply somewhere really in advance and then you kind of forget about it. I've just 
do too much. I'm so extra for like no reason. And so I just end up forgetting a lot of things. So that's just me. I don't know. Yeah, I will talk to you all later. I'm gonna go watch Love is Blind. New episodes came out. That's my guilty pleasure. What is your guilty pleasure, by the way? Because I feel like I'm not a reality show person. I know a lot of people say that, but I'm really not. Like, except for Love is Blind, I'll watch The Circle. And then like, what's that new one that just came out with the same people from The Circle and from Love is Blind? Oh, Perfect Match. I've never seen like the Ultimatum, Tomatum, which is where a lot of other people on that show came from. But like those I'm, I'm into. And then I, I've, I used to watch a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm a few seasons behind because it's hard to find where to stream it. But like, I feel like that's it. I don't watch any other reality show. So I don't know why I'm like into this. Maybe because it's easy to binge. I'm not sure. I've tried other reality shows in the past. I used to watch like Laguna Beach and The Hills, but I don't know. I'm not into like any of the big ones like The Bachelor or like Big Brother or Survivor or Real Housewives. Like that's not my thing. And I don't think it ever has been. And I don't think it ever will be. Like I think the farthest I got back in like the 2000s was like the amazing race because my mom watched it. But I don't know. I'm, I'm just in a silly goofy mood. What can I say? So I'm gonna go watch Love is Blind. I think you should watch it. I think it's a little insane. The first season is really great. They have this one couple on there that's like OTP. They're still together. But season four is wild. But they live in Seattle. And that's where I wanna live. So I'm like, I'm jealous. I'm getting major FOMO Seattle vibes. I don't know what is, I'm just in a weird mood today. So I apologize for the rambling. You know, I'm not gonna be sorry about it. Slay. I hope you all have a great weekend treat yourself get out there if you live in an area that's good weather go to a farmer's market i think it's like the best thing to do on a saturday it's coming up soon for us around here in madison area so i'm excited but live every day like an adventure you know do the things that excite you do the things that scare you try new things because you're at a good time in the year to do so everyone has a story to tell what will be yours bye the bucket list bitch is brought to you by sam martelewski i am sitting here thinking girl i don't have a sponsor and i also don't know how sponsors work so I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please rate me on Apple or Spotify. Five stars. Let me know what you think. Don't be too mean. Don't be a haterade. I'm just kidding. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.